Welcome to the Healthy Skin Show with Jennifer Fugo, where we're flipping everything you've been told about your chronic skin issues upside down and connecting you with alternative solutions your dermatologist never told you about. Welcome back to episode number 167 of the Healthy Skin Show. In today's episode, I want to talk about sweetener alternatives that could be a good fit to play with as the holidays roll around. While you might be used to more hard-hitting topics, I'm often asked about this by clients. Sugar can be a trigger for skin and even gut issues because it impacts your microbiome. As you've heard me discuss many times, gut dysbiosis or imbalances in your gut flora can trigger flares and other symptoms. Often, the unfriendly bugs end up enjoying the sugar at your expense. And you shouldn't discount the impact of poor blood sugar regulation on your hormones and ultimately skin. That's why this is the perfect time before the holidays roll in to test out new sweeteners so that you can still indulge without a flare from too much sugar. If we were in a perfect world, we'd all be low or no sugar, but that's just not simply the reality for most people. Rather than spend time shaming anyone around this, because I frankly don't think doing that is really helpful at all, I'd prefer to encourage you to try some different options to expand your horizons. No one wants to feel left out, which can make it even harder to stick to things that help you feel well. It's my hope that these healthy sweetener options will allow you to enjoy the holidays while still being able to indulge and stay on track. Healthy sweetener option number one, stevia. Stevia comes from a plant with leaves that actually have a sweet taste, but no impact on your glycemic index. While originally from South America, you can now purchase those plants at local greenhouses in the early summer. As I was saying, the leaves are the key here. They are typically dried, and then the extracts that you've seen in products are then created. It is considered to be a zero-calorie sweetener since most of what's metabolized in the gut ends up passing through the body only to be excreted through urine. You can purchase stevia in powdered or liquid form. I actually prefer the liquid extracts as I find the aftertaste to be um, much less present. We'll just say that because it does have a little bit of a funny taste for some people. But then again, I actually like stevia. Some people do not, and for those who don't like it, stevia really tends to have a strong aftertaste for them. So do not feel bad if stevia isn't right for you. And there are some things that I find stevia just doesn't always complement well. For example, one thing I do not like stevia in is hot chocolate. It just has a very dry mouthfeel. You know, you have to play around with it and see where you like it and where you don't. Another thing to keep in mind as far as baking is concerned, it can't make up the bulk of what's missing from sugar because it is so much more concentrated than sugar. There is an art to subbing out sugar in recipes, and I'd recommend if you want to use stevia as an option, you really have to do your research and test things out beforehand. That way you don't end up wasting ingredients and being very disappointed. One other thing, and this is really important, stevia is in the ragweed family. 
If you have a strong ragweed allergy, it is possible that your body will react to stevia for this reason, and it could trigger higher histamine levels, itchiness, and even a rash. I've got a great handout if you want to learn more about the ragweed stevia cross-reactivity allergy. I will put that in the show notes for you to access. My two favorite brands for stevia are New Naturals and Sweet Leaf. They both have flavored options that can make recipes even more fun. Healthy sweetener option number two, monk fruit. Monk fruit is a traditional herb used in Chinese medicine before it became known as the sweetener that many of us are familiar with. According to experts, monk fruit is considered to be a zero calorie sweetener that will not spike your blood sugar. It certainly packs a sweet punch, being that monk fruit is 150 to 200 times sweeter than sugar. Like stevia, it can have an off-putting aftertaste to some people. Though when blended with other sweeteners, you might find that it's actually not all that noticeable. One thing to keep in mind is that for some people, monk fruit can actually trigger an eczema-like rash. This is because monk fruit is in the gourd family along with, quote, pumpkins, squash, cucumbers, and melons, end quote. I spoke with one woman who developed a bad rash after reducing processed sugar in her diet and switching mostly to monk fruit. So if you try this option and find that your skin gets worse, this could explain why. The only brand that I can honestly say I've ever tried is Lakanto, which seems to have cornered the market with monk fruit. They have all sorts of mixes available in addition to both liquid and granulated sugar products. Just be aware that the granulated cup for cup sugar products also contain erythritol, which is a FODMAP sugar alcohol. I'll talk more about those in a moment. And that may not work for you if you struggle with gas and bloating. I've pretty much just stuck with their liquid monk fruit to play around with things like that hot chocolate that don't seem to mix too well on my palate with stevia. Healthy sweetener option number three, sugar alcohols. Sugar alcohols have become all the rage because of the demand for lower carb sweeteners, while not entirely sugar-free, the amount of sugar they add is considerably lower and will actually be listed on nutrition labels if they're present in a particular product. Naturally occurring in fruits and other sources, these sweeteners are part of the FODMAP group of foods. Specifically, they are considered polyols. They are fermentable starches that can help feed gut flora in your microbiome without contributing to dental caries. The only issue is if you struggle with SIBO or symptoms like gas and bloating. These sweeteners may make your symptoms worse. If that's the case, sugar alcohols should be minimized, if not entirely avoided, until the gut issues are resolved. The most common of the sugar alcohols that you'll see in products on store shelves is erythritol, since it tends to have the least gut impact. Other sugar alcohols include isomalt, malitol, mannitol, sorbitol, and xolitol. Granulated and powdered sugar alcohol products are often made to be swapped out in baking recipes one for one. They can also be added or combined with other natural sweeteners like monk fruit and allulose. If you're looking for a particular brand, Swerve is probably one of the most well-known companies for popularizing this particular sugar replacement. Healthy sweetener option number four, allulose. Allulose is a simple sugar that occurs in nature that is not fully metabolized by your body. It's also more formally called D-allulose. You can find allulose in foods like raisins, maple syrup, and even wheat. 
It doesn't seem to impact blood sugar levels, and as a result, it is currently not counted in the added sugar nor sugar categories that are listed on a food label. As with most alternative sweeteners, the dose can definitely make a difference between enjoying your treat versus running to the bathroom. There is some limited research out there that very high intake of allulose can trigger diarrhea, bloating, and abdominal discomfort, very similar to sugar alcohols. Chances are, though, that you probably wouldn't eat enough allulose to even get to this point as long as you're mindfully indulging. Since I've never tried allulose, I reached out to a very close friend of mine. Her name's Heather K. Terry. She's co-founder and CEO of Good Sam Foods, who uses it in their keto-friendly chocolate products that are launching on Thrive Market mid-November 2020. When asked what allulose tastes like, Heather shared with me that it tastes a lot like cane sugar, but it's only about 70% as sweet. As a result, most people can't tell that it's an alternative sweetener since it doesn't have a weird aftertaste that detracts from the product. So if you're not into the weird aftertaste that you can sometimes get from monk fruit or stevia, and you're looking for something much more similar to cane sugar, allulose may be a really great option. And you can certainly grab bags of allulose online. I've got some links in the show notes. Before I wrap up, I want to share a few other thoughts. There are certainly other healthy sweeteners out there to try that could be helpful for many of you out there who have certain allergies or sensitivities or your palate just does not really dig the monk fruit or stevia and the sugar alcohols and you're just like, no. So the allulose would be a great fit for you if that's the case, but there are also some others. They aren't necessarily sugar-free, all of these, but they could be a good fit to test out and play around with. The first is date syrup. It's a flavorful alternative that can be added to a bunch of different recipes. There's also maple syrup and sugar. I'm probably not saying anything that's new about it, but my favorite brand is from the maple Guild, which offers what I would consider by far the best maple syrups, including varying flavors that can be really fun to play with in recipes. There is also coconut sugar, which is another wonderful mineral-rich sugar alternative. It does have sugar content in it, but it comes from the sap of flowering coconut palm trees, so it's not directly from coconuts themselves. There's also a fourth option called mesquite powder. My good friend Ambra Torelli from Little Bites of Beauty recently reminded me of this more caramely flavored sweetener slash superfood. And there are some different options out there that you can buy. And Ambra, because she uses it in her recipes, has a wonderful selection of those on her website that you could check out if you want to start incorporating mesquite into your recipes as a sweetener. And Ambra also shared with me that you can use flowers that are naturally sweet in order to reduce your need for sweetener in recipes. So she recommends using flowers like tiger nut or chestnut. And she actually said that chestnut flour, which is a much sweeter flour, is traditionally used in some Italian recipes like castagnaccio. <laughs> I hope I got that right. But aside from the fact that Ombre's website is a wealth of knowledge for gluten-free and dairy-free recipes that are often AIP compliant, you can also search for keto versions of your favorite desserts. My friend Brittany Angel has an entire section on her website dedicated to keto recipes with an amazing slew of desserts as well, along with her beautiful book, Ultimate Keto. And this huge trove of recipes is a lot of desserts that fit in to a low sugar lifestyle using many of these alternative sweeteners. 
Now, my main objective here was to encourage you guys to make more mindful, healthy choices that also honor the holidays and allow for enjoyment that every single one of us derives from food. Because let's be honest, food is meant to be enjoyed. I learned this from visiting Italy many times. Food is one of life's greatest pleasures. So it's important that you're able to enjoy things, do it mindfully, because it may make all the difference between you throwing in the towel versus staying on track. And the holidays, especially in colder and drier climates, can be very depressing, depending on where you are on your skin rash journey. So depriving yourself of everything that brings you joy can be really difficult and trying on your mental state. From my own experience, excessive restriction often drives disordered eating that can then just end up totally hijacking your relationship and trust in food. So if you've been hoping to enjoy a few indulgences over the holiday season, or even beyond that, these suggestions could be just what you've needed. All of the links and product suggestions I've discussed are in the show notes over at skinterrupt.com forward slash 167. I'd love to hear your thoughts on these sweeteners or any others that you'd recommend that have worked for you. And I'd encourage you to share this episode with anyone who's looking to reduce sugar, because let's be honest, there is a huge concern over the amount of sugar that we consume especially around the holidays and the inflammation that results from it. So this whole sugar thing goes far and beyond just skin and gut issues. Everyone can benefit from knowing that there are other sweeteners, especially those that are cup for cup alternatives out there that could be used to mindfully help them reduce their sugar intake. And before you head off for your day, please take a moment to rate and review the Healthy Skin Show on your podcast platform of choice and make sure to hit that subscribe button. That way you can tune in every single week for new research, tips, and inspiration. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode.